Hi, welcome to Zdenek's English Podcast. Welcome to a podcast by Zdenek. Um, that, that is me, that is my name. And uh, you're listening to uh, another episode. And this one is supposed to be an update. Uh, one of those that I tell you about me, about my life. But to be honest, um, I think we are all in the same boat. We are all affected by what's been happening lately in the whole world. Yes, that's right. Uh, a pandemic is here. It's sweeping across the whole world. Uh, um, a global pandemic. So basically, we are um, in in a trouble, as we all know. Uh, we have been dealing with, with the coronavirus. Uh, a deadly virus which keeps killing people and uh, spread it's it spreads um and at an unprecedented speed and um basically the whole world has been paralyzed by this the whole world has come to a to a to a uh, to a standstill uh, the economy the economy of of the world is suffering we live in the world where um, the economy is well affected by uh, virus like this because once people stop producing, once people stop um, basically going to work and um, doing their normal share of work that they would do, it's it's gonna mean um, uh, bad things. It's gonna lead to a disaster. Yeah, it's it's um, resulting in. Um, Something that most of us don't realize yet. But first, obviously, we're dealing with the health aspect. So coronavirus, I don't, I don't think I have to go into it. By this point, everybody around the world knows the symptoms of the coronavirus. Fever, uh, high temperature, fever, yeah, that's what high temperature is. And um, cough, um, difficulty breathing, and so on and so forth. I may have had coronavirus myself the problem is i'm not really sure because it could have been something just that's quite similar to it um, anyway in this episode i'm supposed to give you a big announcement and the announcement is a bit of an anticlimax a bit of a letdown perhaps um, as you know for the past for the past few months actually let's be precise from it was from the beginning of July. I was in the UK. I was living in London, working there as an English teacher. I was pursuing my dream uh, because I had been talking about this a lot before. I had been raving about becoming an English teacher in London. And as you all know, I was there. But I'm speaking in, in past tense for uh, some reason, aren't I? Well... That's because, and I think you've already guessed it, that's because I'm not there anymore. Yes, that's right. I've left the UK. To be precise, I left the UK last week on Saturday. Now, I think at this point I should go into the reasons why I did that. But I think you can probably guess one of them. Yes, correct. One of the reasons I left the UK, one of the reasons I'm no longer there and I'm back in Podjebrady, back in my town, in the Czech Republic, is because of uh, coronavirus. Yeah, I had no choice. Um, I did have a choice, to be honest, but uh, I felt like this was the best option for me to go back and, um, yeah, 
Well, um, there were a few things. Number one, my health uh, had been quite compromised uh, prior to me leaving the UK, which is uh, um, last week. Unfortunately, I have to use this past perfect tense now because I, I because the the main action is now uh, that I left. So that that is the main action, and whatever happened before that should be used with had. Yeah, should be should be should be. Um, uh, you, we should use a past perfect tense because that's how English grammar works. That's how English tenses work. But uh, I don't want to digress here. Instead, I should really carry on telling you uh, about uh, the reasons I left. So, number one, my health hasn't been my health hasn't been uh, or hadn't been up to scratch really. Um, I'm not sure. I may have had coronavirus, as I said. I had exactly those symptoms. Yeah, I was, I was um, feverish for quite a long time. It was almost a week. I later I could I couldn't breathe very well, but it wasn't so bad actually. Like the biggest problem was the fever, to be honest, and the cough. It was a persistent cough which wouldn't stop. I was coughing up some muscles as well. Uh, that yellow stuff, it's quite disgusting, isn't it? I don't want to describe it. I don't want to make you feel um, une um, uneasy here. So um, anyway, uh, so that was what was happening. I I did, I, I had visited a, uh, to be honest, I can use past tense now. Who cares? I, I did visit um, a walking center because I didn't have my GP at the time. And in this walking center, they treated me. They told me I should take paracetamol. But the reason I'm not sure it was the coronavirus is because um, at the time, I it, at the time it hadn't really been spread to Europe yet. I, it it was the time when it start it all started in Italy. I think it was. Uh, we are talking uh, about a time from the 10th of February and the following week or two, okay? But what it meant for me was that I couldn't go to work anymore because I was sick and everybody was getting worried that I would obviously infect people and I was really weak, so I couldn't really do much anyway, so it was the only choice. But um, also, I was, I, was, I, I was supposed to move to another place because of my accommodation problems. Because, to be honest, I haven't really spoken about it, but I haven't been doing very well regarding my accommodation uh it 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 had been going from bad to worse uh, out of the frying pan into the fire um there were always some problems with roommates with housemates you might say oh Zenek, this is normal it always happens but i'm not used to it you see and i i as an english teacher i i want to come home and i want to know that it's a place, it's like a sanctuary for me, you know. It's a nice place where I can relax and take it easy and I don't want to be shouted at or swore, or I don't want to be sworn at for petty reasons, like that I uh, forgot to take out the bins or something or I accidentally broke a, um, a wine glass or something like that. Yeah, so I've been having these issues. I'm not going to go into details. I'm just giving you some examples, but I'm not going into details because it's pointless. It's not going to be solved. My my solution was always to go and find a better accommodation. But unfortunately, uh, I never really completely did. 
um, because I, you could say it's it's also partially because of me because I'm unable to function and I'm, I find it hard to live with other people. I don't think so. I think I'm quite friendly and I think I, I respect the house rules and I respect people and I give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm not I'm not trying to be too judgmental. Everybody can everybody can be a bit judgmental, I think. But I'm you know, I'm an English teacher and I I know how to work with people. So I don't really know. Uh, but what what I'm trying to get at is that my last accommodation, I was actually living with uh, about 50 50-year-old 50 woman from Serbia and she <laughs> She was quite nice that she let me live in her house, despite my condition, because when I was moving in, I, w I was still feverish. Yeah? It was like towards the end of my illness. And what I want to say is that about a month later, I got sick again. So she decided, she, it was at the time that the coronavirus uh, started uh the the coronavirus madness started you know like everybody was getting worried more and more because of what we saw that what that was happening uh what we saw was happening in italy so i got sick again and i think she got a bit worried you know she was uh she started panicking a little bit and um started de disinfecting everything in her house and and uh basically in the end she she pretty much told me that i i was supposed to go we had an open end agreement yeah that was not like she couldn't do that like she could easily kick me out but the thing is um i it didn't really help me because i didn't know what i would do next and considering all the circumstances considering um the the, the rate of transmission of the coronavirus and the news the news that we heard from all over the world, uh, I uh, made a decision that it would probably be for the best uh, if I went home and healed myself. So I, to be honest, when I was going back home, I, I had to book a plane. That was, that was a bit rough because um, the plane, it was really difficult to book because everybody was trying to get home at the point, at that point, the, the plane stopped flying. So my flight was actually canceled and I had to rebook, rebook. And I, so I did, but there was always a risk. It wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. It would be canceled again. And even when I was at the airport, even when my suitcases were on the plane, they still told us that the plane was delayed and that because they didn't have any crew. So it, it might have been cancelled altogether. Fortunately, it didn't happen. I managed to get home safe and sound. But I was really weak. I was really under the weather when I was doing all this. I had a lot of problems. The symptoms were not coronavirus related. But who knows? You know, I may have been... My, my um, immune system may have been compromised up to a point where anything was dangerous for me. Anyway, I've been here now for a week. I'm feeling much better. But it does take me longer to get well. To be honest, I'm now in quarantine. Quarantine means that I can't go out anywhere. Uh, I can't even go shopping. Someone has to do the shopping for me. I um, get my food delivered. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just something I have to do to self-isolate. Because it's the law here in the Czech Republic. So... Uh, <sighs> 
another reason I had to go was because obviously my school would get closed, which it did not not long after I announced that I would go about three days later, it got closed. And the teachers are getting paid there a little bit because that's some sort of a national national emergency scheme just to help out the businesses. But to be honest, it's it's very uncertain. Yeah. So imagine me in that situation that I have to pay the rent. To be honest, I was not even making any money anyway. Even without, even uh, before the coronavirus situation, I was barely breaking even. That was my choice, by the way. I went to England so that I would work as an English teacher, so that I would pursue my dream. But I never went there to, to make a lot of money. So I'm, I'm, I didn't mind that too much. You know, it's not like like I needed the money to survive. Like I was okay. Just making just enough money to get by and it was absolutely fine but with the current situation it was very very uncertain what would happen to the business if the teachers could continue working like my language school has this approach that they are trying to do what they can to keep the keep the teachers on board but you have to understand that somebody who has to pay very high rent in England somebody who hasn't really found his feet and hasn't really it's like my social circle there was a bit of social activity from me there in england but it wasn't as good as it is here so all these things i had to consider all these things to make this decision and um this out this coronavirus outbreak only contributed to my final decision to come back yeah i was considering considering going back in summer because of all my accommodation issues, but um, this this speeded things up. I didn't really see I had much choice, even though they did they did say at work that they didn't want to see me go, and they hoping that they were hoping that I would come back. And I'm not saying I'm not saying it's it's ruled out at this point. This option is still on the table. I might still go back, but I can't see how because I can't see this. I'm a pessimist, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. But I can't see how this is going away anytime soon. First, we thought when spring came, when sorry, when like the sun and hotter weather, warmer weather, we would find it easier to to function with this virus. Like the virus would be, would get would get um, eradicated by that by the heat. But I don't believe this. First of all, I don't believe this because this virus is really it's a real bastard. And secondly, when it's when it's uh, when it's warm here in the in this part of the hemisphere, it's cold in Australia. So the virus would keep coming back anyway, and uh, it's very infectious. And it's just like I don't believe it's going any away anytime soon. The rate, the infection rate is going up. The problem here is, yeah. So if you if you look at a place like China, and I. I mean, I don't want to put my foot in it, but I feel like the Chinese people, they are used to a more draconian measures. So whenever the government of, of a country uh, decides to, to, to basically implement this lockdown, yeah, so they tell people to stay home and um, um, otherwise they would be fined or go to jail. I think in China they have... Um, such system that when they tell people they will do it and they might even threaten them in some way if they don't but here in the western society uh what 
well, basically, we have the liberalism and capitalism, and uh, it's all based on economy and uh, freedom of speech, freedom of movement, all this. And it's it's almost impossible to, to sort of implement these measures. I mean, it's happening anyway, yeah? It's happening anyway, so it's, it's it has become law in almost every single country now that you can't really... Um, you have to you have to apply this social distancing and you have to stay home and all you can do is to just go shopping and if if you are um if you are one of those people who have the luxury of going to work that usually it's because because you are needed it's it's uh, a doctor nurse somebody who who sells um food or delivers food i'm i'm surely forgetting someone but everyone else has to go home, including English teachers. Well, luckily for us, the English teachers, we can work from home to a certain degree. I haven't really started working from home, but I will have to sooner or later. Yeah, Working from home me- means having uh, online lessons for someone like me. Yeah. So if any of you are interested in an online lesson, by the way, get in touch with me. I'm, I don't have any work now whatsoever, so I'll be very happy to teach any of you. Uh, whatever le- English level you are, wherever you're from, uh, you know, I've got quite a lot of experience and good qualifications. So I'm, I'm able to help you out. I'm sure I am. We will reach some sort of an agreement, I'm sure, regarding the price as well. So um, that's that. I'm basically advertising my services here. But uh, that's not what I was intending to do in the first place. Uh, I, was t- I was telling you about the, the reasons I left the UK. Well, Number one, it's very expensive there, especially if you can't go to work and work like you did before. Um, and I, 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 what was going through my mind was basically, well, I can be an on- online teacher here in the Czech Republic, uh, just just as much I'm an on- online teacher in London. One thing I didn't really consider well is uh, my internet connection, because that's really crap here in my village in Podjebrady really slow so i might find it hard to teach an online class through one of those um one of those programs like well platforms like zoom or something i i could do skype lessons one-on-one skype lessons i'm sure i'm sure my connection is good enough for that but i'm not sure about hosting a a, a virtual classroom full of people i think my connection will probably not be sufficient for that but uh uh, we are jumping ahead, uh, so I'm t- I'm telling you about the reasons. So just just sort of like uh, summing summing them up, really. Uh, yeah, it's 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 the health problems, the continuous health problems I was having, the, and and uh, yeah, I I admit I was a little bit afraid that coronavirus might affect me too. I could get sick, and I didn't have a GP at that point, and it was all all up in the air, you know, like nobody knew what was going to happen. It still doesn't. It's very uncertain time. No one knows, like we all know it's going to have a negative impact on economy. But how how bad it's going to be, it's, it's all, it's all very, very difficult to predict. Yeah. So, yeah, I decided to leave, guys. I don't know how you feel about it. You're probably... Um, wondering how, what I what I'm going through now. It's it's difficult to describe. It's a mixture of emotions, you know. It's like a little bit of emptiness, a little bit of depression, and it's it's. I think it's it's not 
not just because of me it's it's, it's like um so it's like um, global depression really isn't it like everybody is depressed these days anyway because of what's happening people are dying every day one by one we hear more people we see the numbers increase and um, that doesn't help the doctors exhausted at nurses uh, and the staff the hospital staff uh, if you are one of those people for me you are true heroes and uh your job is more important than it ever was it was already important b- before the coronavirus of course but a huge respect for being a doctor and for going through all this i know you have to work 24/7 you don't really stop the the worst the worst that is is like we are fighting a fight we cannot really win can we like we know we know there is no evidence that it's not going to be any better in our places than it is in for example Italy or Spain right now because uh, it's it's the same everywhere the uh, the virus kills everyone uh, it doesn't matter where you're from it doesn't matter what skin color you are what religion you are maybe what helps is if you don't um if you live in a place where there's not much exposure to people yeah so if you're living in a very well isolated place let's imagine you live somewhere in the jungle alone you are alone there or just with your family or somewhere in the forest um, uh, but that the problem is like human beings are not designed in that kind of way yeah we we all live in this uh, in this time that we want to socialize and meet, meet people and have parties and and the global economy is is so it's so um developed that we we uh, have trade deals with each other and we 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 buy and sell goods to each other it's like that so by the way that was my thinking anyway i i thought as someone who who has always been interested in the zombie apocalypse theme um well i know that it's no good staying in a large city like london because you can get easily infected there much easier it's it's much better to stay in a village yeah because the zombies there there are fewer zombies there yeah and you can you can uh, bunk off not bunk off uh, hu- sorry hunker down you can hunker down you can uh, tuck tuck yourself away hide much better than in a large city where you would be overrun by the zombies um i'm comparing this situation to a zombie apocalypse because i think it's almost like that with the exception that there's no one to to bite you but the people it's it's as if they are there to bite you it's as if they are zombies because you have to avoid contact with them anyway you have to wear the protective masks here in the czech republic yeah the moment i came i saw the massive difference so uh, when i was in england uh, and i was uh, traveling home on, on the on the Cube. There were like only 10% of people who were wearing a mask. But here in the Czech Republic, it's been compulsory for more than, more than, I think it's been like that for 14 days or so. So basically they, they implemented draconian measures here because they saw what was happening in Italy. So they wanted to prevent the further spreading of the virus. Obviously they didn't manage to prevent it anyway, but I'm sure, I'm sure they reduced Uh, the number of deaths, or at least they slowed down this process. What it will be like in the future, whether this actually helps, no one knows. 
because there are two schools of thought on this. There are two approaches. Number one is called the this lockdown, uh, this lockdown strategy, where the when the government um, implements these stringent me- measures and uh, basically tell people to stay home. Um, uh, that's what's happening in most places here in Europe. But at first in England, in, in, in the UK, Boris Johnson, the prime minister, thought he would go for this herd immunity strategy by which um, he would uh, get, the, get the whole population infected or it has to be about 70% for, for the nation to build this herd immunity. And then when you have the herd immunity, uh, the infection no longer spreads because your body has uh, develops the antibacteria or antiviral. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say now, but I'm sure you know what I mean. Um, cells that are able to fight off the infection or something like that. Okay, basically you, you build immunity. And that was what Boris Johnson was trying to do, but then when with the with the speed of infection and with the rate of uh, this transmission and all that he decided that it wasn't a good idea but unfortunately he lost a lot of days uh, of of uh, being idle of not doing enough and now it's getting really bad in the uk and notably it's really bad in london and People are not really uh, obedient there anyway. So when Boris Johnson tells them to stay home, they party and they they uh, don't really care. They still go to work. On one hand, it's understandable if they have to go to work and make ends meet. Um, but on the other hand, you have got a lot of irresponsible people too. So it's like a combination. It's like a mixture of both. Uh, you've got a lot of competitive people in London, a lot of people who would do anything to to get money um it's partially unfair because there are a lot of people who have no choice really because they they want to feed their families and they want they really need to survive but then you've got some who are just being irresponsible who don't really care much uh, as long as they get get their hands on money i'm not one of those people so i left okay and also it's also it's a bit scary what's what's happening right now let me have a sip of my tea okay one second yeah <clears throat> excuse me I'm losing my voice here i'm not used to speaking anymore you see because i don't teach anymore last time i taught an english lesson was about 14 days ago yeah so um there are some positives, obviously, uh, on this. Uh, one of the positives is that I'll take a break. You need a break as a teacher sometimes. And I, I will have time to reflect on this experience and I can uh, weigh up what what my future options are. I can um, look at the pros and the cons, which I've been doing for the past few months anyway. And um, am I better off staying here? Well, financially, for sure, I'm making more money here. But what's going to happen with the coronavirus, uh, with my internet? Will I be able to actually have online lessons here in my place? Uh, I'm definitely better off here because I've got a house and so my rent is non-existent here. I have to just pay the bills, which is not the same in London. Um, I, I had higher financial uh, sort of like demands, right? 
And um, it looks like the doors back to Speak Up London, which was the school I was working for. Speak Up London in Oxford Street, by the way. It's a great place to be. Very nice colleagues, very good students. The students were amazing there. I have to tell you, one of the best students I have ever had. Adults, so they knew what they wanted to do. All very positive, all eager to learn English. Uh, it was a lot of fun with them, with them there. I'll miss the students. Oh, I miss them already. Some of them might be actually listening. If you are one of my ex-students, if you're one of my former students at Speak Up London, please do get in touch with me. I'd like to hear from you. Just send me an email to teachersdenek at gmail.com. And um, yeah, so there are some positives. I'll be further away from Boris Johnson, the person who was behind Brexit, of course. It's so it's so bizarre, isn't it, that last year, this time last year, we were talking about Brexit and it was the most important thing. It was just a question of when it was going to happen. And it did happen in the end. It took ages for Brexit to, to get uh, implemented. But um, a year later, we are talking about something completely different. Brexit seems irrelevant totally. It, it will come to play. It, I'm sure it will... Uh, still pan out in a certain way that uh, we don't know at this point. It, it might even be a good thing for for the UK now. Who knows? Who knows? Because the world, the whole world, has gone insane now. The whole, the, it's 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 like we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. The the, the rules that we had, the the certainties that we had, it's it's all gone. It's all gone. Uh, it's like resh reshaping of the global politics. It will be a reshaping of global politics and economy. And um, God knows, God knows where it takes us. Well, I would like to be positive. I'd like to see some some sort of a silver lining in all this. Yeah, but I'm not really sure there is one. Probably that we have better. We will have better air. Because the factories are closed down, we can see that the CO2 emissions um, have gone down. Uh, but that's because nobody's driving any cars and, and we produce less. And if you look at the heat map of Italy, uh, that, that would be one positive. It, it, it has um, cleared the air and um, it, so it, it's really good for the environment in the time of the global warming when we actually needed something like this it's it's um it's a it's a blessing in disguise i think it's a silver lining um we couldn't hope for anything better but it will be at a huge cost of a lot of people of a lot of people suffering and getting infected and and ultimately dying yeah um they say that it's the vulnerable the the old and people who have underlining underlining health issues that are most at risk but to be honest it's almost everyone right it's you can't really you can't really um uh, i don't know what i'm trying to say here yeah we have we have heard cases of young people very young people dying of this virus and it's 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 true that it's if you have better immunity, if you if you are young and strong, uh, you are less likely to die of, of from the coronavirus. I think they say that the young, very young children, they are almost immune to it. So that's some good news, I suppose. But 
either way it's really really all bad and i can't see much uh, i can't see any any good prospect <clears throat> if you want you want to hear something more positive from me don't you well uh, like i said a silver lining is that uh, the environment will be be better and we will breathe more easily which is ironic because you don't breathe very well when you're infected with coronavirus but i think what's going to happen I, i'm i'm going to make a prediction now we'll all get infected by by the coronavirus in the end we will all get infected and um well they say that some of us about half of us don't feel anything that we we don't even have any symptoms so that's like this disease is so weird yeah it's so weird it's very infectious so you might have it right now both you and i might have it but we don't know about it do we and um we might be infecting people so we we need to start becoming more responsible wearing the face masks like they do in places like japan or china or korea and uh, the whole world is has is 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 changing now okay i think uh, this is a massive massive moment in history and um people who study 21st century's history will be looking at this year at year 2020 it will be by the way for the students it will be easy to remember 2020 a eh? very nice round year this will be a year of huge um, changes in society yeah and the whole geopolitics and economy basically will will change i think we are not even we, we don't even realize it yet most of us don't realize it because we have got so we've got uh we've got to deal with the health issues first because that's what you see if, if people are uh, dropping like flies that's the first thing you see yeah but there will be a lot of ramifications a lot of implications after this the economy like i said i keep keep um, repeating myself i i should i should probably stop at this point um anyway well I'm, how how do i feel about this i'm worried i'm empty i'm i'm relieved that i'm back here this is a place i can heal this is a place where i get some peace of mind and uh yeah well for the podcast it means that i will not have so many good opportunities to to talk to people but that would be the same in in england anyway because we have to self isolate so if i do any interviews it will be via skype i do have a few uh, recordings in the pipeline by the way so that will that will be happening too um yeah so i don't really know i don't really know what to say uh, other than uh, this is this is uh, tough this is tough time for all of us and uh, we are all in this together uh, i hope you guys keep listening to the next english podcast if you want to help me out uh, you can by the way become a patron of the next english podcast um i would i would appreciate it a lot of course especially in this time so you can go to podbean.com and and pledge some money to me there it doesn't have to be much you know even if it's 1 dollar um every little helps okay so yeah but um that's been um, an update on my uh, life and um most of it it was most of this episode was obviously filled with information about the coronavirus and um i i was trying to tell you what uh, what they did in england i mentioned those two approaches that there are over the world now that 
the, the scientists are talking about. The problem is this is not just about immunology. It's so many fields uh, combined. Yeah, today they're looking at the behavioral psychology. They're looking at management. They're looking at political science. It's all connected. Economy of econ- economics, uh, economics as the study, and, and uh, uh, I'm lost for words, as you can see. I don't know what to say. It's really bad time now, and we are not even fighting. We are not even at war in this part of the world. You know that's. Sorry about that, by the way. Um, I've just kicked my table. Uh, this is a silent killer, ladies and gentlemen. This is a silent killer. Uh, we don't really see it, but it's um, it's shooting us down. Yeah. Okay. So uh, please uh, stay stay uh, faithful to the to the next English podcast. Keep listening. Stay tuned, and um, fingers crossed this all goes away, or at least it it gets it uh, gets reduced somehow, and we deal with it in the end. It might take a while. That's that's the worst, you know. People are getting depressed about it. Whew. I think it's time for me to end this episode. Uh, please take care of yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Be ca- uh, be careful out there, and be careful of your loved ones as well. We only live once, okay? Unless you believe in self reincarnation, which uh, who knows if it's true or not. Uh, so unless you believe in that, we only live once. So we need to be careful in this time. Okay, bye everyone. Take care. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com.